I didn't realize I had switched from, I was shooting the PDP, his like full size and like, with the, you know, all the bells and whistles. And he handed me the PDPF and we had been training for hours and kind of thought he handed me my Glock back, but it was the PDPF. And I like, I, you know, I was like collecting my thoughts and I like went to shoot it. Um, and like it, I, my jaw actually dropped. We weren't filming and I hate it because I really wish I could have uh, caught that reaction. Yeah. It was, it was just the most beautiful thing to shoot. I, I like fell in love with it. And so it's really hard. I always start with, you know, Walter reached out to me. I don't get paid to say this. Um, they, they just sent me a gun. That's the most connection I have with them. Um, other than just really loving their entire team, you know, and all their defensive yeah, instructors. Absolutely. I was born ready. Sweet. Are you ready? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to the Big Tech's Ordinance Podcast. Today we have Ian, Chris, and Sophia. Um, so we're here at SHOT Show 2023, and uh, yeah, we're hanging out. And So Sophia, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got started, and yeah, who is, uh, who is Sophia? Who is Sophia? So I am originally from Arkansas. I began martial arts when I was 13 years old and I was very interested in just, uh, kind of being able to protect myself in any scenario. So I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai and eventually became curious about weapons training. So I got into knife training and then became curious about guns. Um, eventually I reached out to a buddy of mine and he showed me how to shoot and I couldn't stop shaking the first time. And I was like, oh my gosh, it, it was a challenge that I hadn't experienced in a while. And I was really ready to take that to the next level. Um, I wanted to start concealing and then I ran into some issues with like style and concealment. So I began my page for Via, and I started posting my journey as a woman concealed carrying and trying to maintain her style. And then um, that kind of just led me down a road where I, I got to meet a lot of really amazing people that have um, kind of um, supported my passion and also helped me find the next step. So I've done some defensive training. I've competed in USPSA only about three times now. So nothing major yet. Um, and I have a podcast myself called She Shield Podcast. So yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so what, uh, what made you kind of want to get started in the whole self-defense, uh, aspect of it? I know you had like the background of martial arts. And stuff. Right. Um, what, how did, where did firearms start to kind of work into that? Absolutely. So they weren't real firearms. We were in Krav Maga when I was like 15 and my instructor started talking about like how to check the gun for malfunctions if after you get it away from the attacker. And I was like blown away by like the kind of like technique he was explaining. Just honestly, all he said was how to check that the mag is properly seated and then how to like see if there's a round in the chamber, just really simple things. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what are you talking about? So I finally reached out to a friend um, and I just asked him to show me the ropes. And I don't know, the thrill of shooting was incredible. And also I started like talking to women and about my experiences. And a lot of them kind of expressed this fear of learning to shoot for the first time. And I just realized that I had this really unique perspective. I had a friend that was willing to teach me from the start, someone who actually like taught other people professionally. And um, since I'd already kind of been through that and I had, you know, been vulnerable in that way, I felt like I could share my story and get more people to do it. So, yeah. Very cool. Thank you. Um, so talk about your podcast a little bit. What made you Absolutely. want to start that and how, um, how did you, how did that get rolling? Yeah. So she shield podcast while she is in the name, it's not exclusive by any means to just women. Um, in fact, uh, every, every two weeks I have a guest speaker and I try to switch it up between, between men and women, just because I, I really don't want it to be, you know, just one or the other. Um, and I have, I have guest speakers come on and talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, everything from self-defense to competition shooting to, um, defensive shooting. So, Essentially, why I got started, your original question, I noticed there were some gaps in the industry, just like, and I know that's a very general thing to say. So to kind of specify, I had a lot of questions about what to do next. I knew I wanted to learn defensive firearms training, but I didn't know where to go. I remember DMing like every 
firearm, like influencer or anyone I knew in firearms just to ask. And I got very few responses. And I remember kind of like just craving like a resource that I could depend on for those topics and all the questions I had, um, but also not isolated to one resource. So um, SheShield has kind of been, I've created this platform where people can come on and talk about their areas of expertise and have a voice. Um, I also ask, I like to ask uncomfortable questions and not uncomfortable in like the political sense, but kind of like, okay, so how would you transfer your training to women's training? Or like, what is your opinion on women's only training? So I feel like, for example, with women's only training to go on a little tangent there, a lot of women are drawn to that because it's comfortable. They don't normally go into highly technical stuff right away because it's more about like the group aspect, Mm -hmm. but women are most likely to be attacked by men from what we've seen. And, um, I, I will find some statistics on that if you'd like me to, but that's, you know, that's kind of, I feel like the general understanding, um, while that class can be wonderful for the community aspect, it can be, um, hurtful when it comes to not getting exposure to, a training partner that will challenge you like you would be challenged in a real fight. So uh, that's a topic that's really popular on the podcast. Um, otherwise, it's just ki- kind of how to make that take that next step. A lot of people like to conceal, but don't know how to pull from concealment. So understanding how to like where to go for that, like what classes to take. Some people think that conceal carry licensure classes is are is like an actual firearms class, and so kind of just like. Filling in those holes of, of knowledge, essentially, is what I'm trying to do. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, when, when did you start it? How long have you been? Oh, um, last November. I actually started it with a friend of mine. She was kind of the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, person of it, and I was kind of the firearm side. And then um, after a while, I, I took it over alone. And uh, it's been about a year. We're on, pod, we're on episode uh, 39, so about to release 40. Um, we just hit over... 6,500 downloads, which is insane to me. And that's just downloads. From what I understand, that's not even like how many people listen. So every time I get that email of like the update of downloads, it's, it's a shock to me just that people want to listen to my voice yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I hear it a lot, you know, and I have to like edit with my fiance and I don't love it. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luckily I don't do the editing. So. Yeah. It's, okay. it's like, it's funny. Chris <laughs> Greenfield, uh, he does all that stuff for us and, He'll uh, send us a screenshot of like you know x amount of downloads, x amount of listeners, and it's it's cool to see. Like yes. I don't know, it's I think it's super cool to see. And, yeah. Um, what we're maybe thirty episodes in, twenty episodes in that oh. we've recorded so far. Yeah, maybe. I don't even know. Yeah, I would say probably close to thirty that we've recorded. I don't. I don't think we've published all yeah, I think of them yet. Maybe twenty or out. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I like to see, I mean, I find it super interesting to just to watch that number grow and, you know, one video will have X amount and then all of a sudden, like, you know, we'll, we'll publish one and it skyrockets and it's like, whoa, Absolutely. Who, who wants to listen to us ramble? Somebody does. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's just like, you know, we're just kind of hanging out and talking and just having a good conversation. Right. And the fact that people want to listen to that is, is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Absolutely. Your ramblings though are probably lessons to other people. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, I feel like it's hard to see when you're you're in it, you know, and then later you can people will like tell you that your advice helped them, and yeah, absolutely. Don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> anyway. Um, you mentioned you, you've taken some classes. Who? Um, what are some of the people you've you've trained with or taken classes from, and any that stood out in particular? Absolutely. So, I first took as far as defensive training goes. I, Aside from the Krav I've had over the years, um, Craig Douglas of Shivorks oh. and Extreme Close Quarter Concepts. Uh, it's jumping right in. Yes, jumping right in. So I, I was recommended to him from a friend. I was told that his course was just like the golden standard. So I drove to Oklahoma from Northeast Arkansas and so not that far <laughs> and um, trained. Uh, it wasn't the middle of the summer, but I do remember it would shift from being like incredibly hot outside to like incredibly cold at night. And we would be training outside. Um, don't know why I'm going into that, but, um, essentially for people who are listening and don't know, um, at Shivworks was founded by Craig Douglas and he teaches everything from ECQC to, um, edged weapon. I think it's overview. Yeah, yes. Yes. So, um, I know he's, um, uh, he's an incredible instructor and, 
part of like why I wanted to go to those courses is to get more women to feel comfortable, like they have a place there. So, um, when I did that, I didn't really see that that was the impact it would have. I just, I wanted to be better with my firearm. I didn't, I know that most, um, I guess fights for lack of a better word, um, happen and like occur not from like a standing position. Right. So no one's going to like advance you from 20 yards and then you have time to like point and shoots or draw point and shoot. So I wanted to learn what it was like to actually be challenged and like fight on the ground to get access to the weapon, how to work on spacing. So when to draw your weapon so that you're not just like presenting it within arm's reach of them. So his course covered all of that from the shooting aspect to the force on force practice. I learned how much I didn't know. And that, um, that weekend. And after that, I've, I've essentially just been trying to get better with my firearm. I'm, I'm not trying to focus on one thing at a time, but since then I, I trained with Tatiana Whitlock, um, of the Walther, uh, one of their instructors. Um, she's incredible. She also has online courses for people that, um, aren't close to her and, are able to travel. She's a rock star. Uh, Yes. I look up to her so much. And, um, that gun handling course alone just showed me how much I didn't know again. So I reached out to some friends. I, um, kind of people I consider mentors and look up to in the industry. And I was like, Hey, like what's the best way to get better at like gun handling? And they're like, well, are you interested in competing? And around that time, um, someone had connected me to Justine Williams, uh, a grandmaster of USPSA and, um, other gun competitions. And I had her come on the podcast and the way she talked about it and how much fun she had with it just made me realize that that's something I should look into. And so I started training with an instructor, um, Keith of, uh, TFI Academy in Inville, Tennessee. So kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but it's a pretty drive. It's worth it. Um, and so I go out there with him and, uh, train anywhere from one to three days on USPSA style shooting, but in that I've become a better, um, marksman. And I also don't, it, it's kind of demystified my gun a little bit for me as far as like one hand shooting. And, um, but yeah, so far that's, that's about it. I feel like I'm missing someone, but of course in that time I've trained with friends that are, you know, instructors, it's just been very like informal training. We shot at BTO and mm-hmm. talked a little bit about like the importance of grip. So everything like that has kind of shaped my skills today, my three unclassified USPSA match skills. (laughs) Hi, I'm Chris from Big Tech's Ordnance, and I'm Ian from Big Tech's Ordnance. (laughs) (laughs) And today we've got the weekly update. So first off from Voltor is the classic Mer upper receivers, right? So we've got them in foliage green, black, standard black. Those were my picks. What do you got over there? Um, for Boomer? all for all the wheel gun enthusiasts out there, we've started carrying some some Safariland Comp Three and Comp Two speed loaders for J frames and K frames. So if you guys need a good speed loader for all of your um, revolver needs. We got some. Uh, we have the new Streamlight Wedge XT also. These come in black and FDE. Great little task light. You know, drop your keys underneath the couch. You're looking for your burrito. Good little option from Streamlight. Comes with a little lanyard on it as well. Solid price point on those. I would I'll yep. have to reference the price point on USB-C those. USB-C rechargeable and has a deep carry uh, pocket, pocket clip, clip on it. Yeah, so option. Looks great. Coming up, there's a bunch of classes. We got Paradox training. Oh, be across yeah, the street at the, at the, at the range. range. Uh, doing that the 27th, not this weekend, but next weekend. Anyway, lots of training events coming up. We just also posted the Sons of Liberty. Oh, yeah, the Armors class. Armors class in May. It's up on the website. Anyway, thanks for watching. Be safe. Finger guns. Yeah, USPSA, USPSA or any, like, the outlaw matches that we shoot, those are, those are a blast. It's... <coughs> I remember taking the first one like years ago, just like the the perceived stress. It's not really stress, but like it it is actual it stress. Is, yeah, I mean you're. Like, it's it's weird how quickly all the all your plan goes out the window when the when the beat goes off. Yeah, I mean, right. you have the the time you're you're fighting against, and then 
you know, you're not shooting alone. It's not yeah, like you're like, watching you because you're the only one shooting. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're shooting, you're, you're, your peers are watching you shoot, which brings a, you know, that level of stress. And you're like, yeah, well, how bad am I going to screw this up or <laughs> not screw it up and have a clean run? You never know. But, right. And they're usually talking in the background. So you have to kind of like silence it in your head, just like you would if you were, you know, in, <clears throat> excuse me, in a public altercation where you kind of get like tunnel vision. Like, yeah, it's, it's interesting having to balance all that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I have, I have a question. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, but you're, um, you were in medical school. I was. <laughs> so you went from, from pursuing that to kind of taking this on full time. Do you yes. want to touch on that at all? Absolutely. I, for a while there, I probably didn't really want to talk about it yet. It, it was a decision that I kind of just led with my like heart on. And then after that, I, you know, everything kind of followed. I, I'm a big fan of therapy. I've been in it for five years. Um, I, my therapist is like, you got to graduate. And I'm like, no, man, like something's going to come up. Like, <laughs> um, so like every two weeks we just follow up on, um, kind of like self betterment. And this was a big topic between her and I, like why I was in medicine. I was, I was really struggling with like finding my connection to it while I was in it. Um, for anyone that's like not aware of, of course, I think, you know, pretty much anyone could imagine, um, like when you're a medical student, the, the, the gratification is so delayed that every day you have to like, you have to choose it and you have to like have that reason refined because you don't have time to really think about it. You have to be studying like 12 to 15 hour days. So I got to a point where I wasn't really sure if that was the path for me. Um, it was kind of my father's decision for me in a way. And, I, I sometimes struggle saying that because he, I know he had good intentions. Uh, the impact was that it was difficult for me as a kind of like the only daughter of his to continue that path. So long story short, uh, kind of in the middle of the semester, um, I, I just, I spoke with my therapist. I talked to my sisters and my mother. I took some time away from my dad to like really think about what I wanted and I just couldn't stop thinking about everything I wanted to do in this field. There was so much, there's so much potential and I have so many ideas and I just felt like I was um, limiting myself, even though of course, like, you know, learning like medicine is not, you know, limiting at any point. Like I absolutely love the challenge of, of studying to that degree. Um, but I, I just really missed it. I had also started She Shields while I was still in medical school oh, wow. and I wanted to spend all my time developing that. So even my, my study group was like, like kind of encouraging me to think because they knew I was a lot happier doing this. So it doesn't mean I won't go back. Um, but it is a story that I like to share now because I did turn to social media and I, I turned to friends, um, who had changed their path last minute, some of them in their thirties and forties. And, um, hearing their perspective on how it's, it really never is too late to choose a path that is for you, um, helped me a lot. So I'm hoping that my path can help people. Of course I get a lot of hate, like across the board, people that just don't understand, of course, you know, um, and it's, sometimes it's hard because you can only put so much context out there for people, but I get a lot of comments like, Oh, you're going, you went from like a life saving industry to a, a killing industry with guns. And I'm like, yep, that's, you got it right. Yep. Hit the nail on the head. So that's, that's my story in a, in a nutshell, believe it or not, that's the nutshell version. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a, something interesting to touch on. Cause I mean, to, to stop what you're doing with that, that you've pursued for so long and, and go a completely different route and, and, you know, pursue this is i find it pretty pretty cool so thank you yeah yeah i feel like i'm still helping people in a way and that's something my fiance is really good at of about um kind of like vocalizing this to me like um i'm empowering and helping people in a different way that's um arguably just as intimate because I, I get a lot of women that reach out to me about their situations and why they got into um firearms training and that's an honor to me. I, I feel like it's, it's very similar to, um, the intimacy you have with your physician and that like the kind of like level of comfort you have exposing, you know, your, you know, your life to them and like what, what you want to change and kind of like where you've come from, which is not always easy to talk about. So yeah. yeah. 
Very cool. Thank you. Yeah. It's fun to talk about. It's yeah, it, it can be touchy. Um, I have yeah. my friends in medicine sometimes are, uh, they're super, they're happy of course with what they're doing. They're like, I I've, I've mentioned like, yeah, I might go back and they've written me this week and they're like, I'm sorry, you're in Vegas <laughs> at this amazing place with these people. And you're thinking about going back. I'm like, I'm not thinking about that right now, but <laughs> you know, it, it comes to mind sometimes. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's definitely like you had a passion for that. So it's not like you're, you've completely just like, well, eh, screw that. I'm right. Not, you know, not doing that anymore. It's, I mean, I was in the, the fire service for, for over a decade. Really? Like, so I like, I still have a passion for that, but yeah. like I love what I do now. So it, you know, it, it, I don't know, something, something to think about. But Absolutely. The, uh, <laughs> uh what i was gonna say was sorry brain fart um, I, i've sent uh I, I think you have a pretty interesting instagram account uh for for you know your style and being a a, a woman that conceal carries and there's a lot of products out there for women that are some are very good some are not good. Right. And, um, I think you, from what I've seen and from, you know, we, we've talked here and there and, uh, it, it's cool to actually see somebody like yourself who's, who's using stuff that, you know, I would recommend to my wife or to, um, you know, somebody that I care about or a loved one who is a, a woman who would like want to protect themselves. And it's not like, you know, Hey, look at this account and it's garbage. It's, you know, Hey, here's somebody who is a female who knows who, who dresses well, who likes to dress well, you know, whether it's, uh, a skirt, uh, a dress or, you know, yoga pants and you're, you're concealing and doing it. I think a good job with it. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, appreciate that. it's interesting to watch you do what you do. And it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, let me send that to somebody because I think that's that's a good way to do that. So, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I recently had. I say recently. Everything feels recent, so don't <laughs> fact check me on this, okay? But I had Sarah and John Hopman oh. um, of Filster on the podcast, and I um, I got really vulnerable with them. You know, of course, like on the like while we were recording, I was like, you know what? Like lately, I've been struggling. I switched from my Glock forty three X to the Walther PDPF series, and while it's not a huge concealed carry firearm it was a, a difference like a big difference for me uh, from the glock 43x so i actually have had trouble learning how to conceal that again it's almost like i'm starting from the beginning mm -hmm. and i kind of felt shameful because i because of that i wasn't posting a lot because i was like oh no like i don't want to post it unless it's perfect what if someone takes it out of context looks at that and thinks that like printing is acceptable or something right. so there's i won't go into that right now but that was one of the reasons also like imposter syndrome was real. I was like, man, I have a concealed carry page. And like right now, like I have gun dick. So like, it's one of those things I was like, great. <laughs> like I'm really, you know, spot on with my brand. And they, they had a lot of, um, really enlightening things to say about that. Like it's given me perspective to help women from the beginning again, and like how to check for printing, what to look for. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, it kind of reminded me why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, I think that concealed carry like technique can be overcomplicated just because there's so many options out mm -hmm. there. Um, but I think that's at the same time, it's, it's good to consider all of them within means. Like there are a few things I tell women who write me and if they go into like, Hey, I'm feeling really overwhelmed with this process. I'll give them like a few guidelines, like make sure you have a trigger guard over your holster that mm -hmm. it's, I'm sorry, over your, your pistol that it's, um, like a good sturdy material, like Kydex, things like that. Just like a few things that kind of help them simplify it as opposed to, you know, influencer X, you know, supporting one brand. Um, yeah. Cause it's, it's easy. I, I got, and I'm, I'm totally okay to admit this when I first got into the industry, um, women with guns, uh, you know, that it's a, it's a profitable place to be, um, for companies. And, um, I was so excited that companies were even just reaching out to me that I, 
I took on some partnerships, um, not like super, we, like there was no contract. It was just like, Hey, like product exchange for exposure. And I was like, okay, yeah, like that's so exciting. And I honestly didn't know any better. Um, until I had a few people who helped orient me, um, Tessa of armed and styled is someone I will just always, just always recommend. Um, especially women with different, um, not I'll go back to what I was saying, but it's, it's, I think it's good to follow like a woman who kind of, whose body type is kind of similar to yours. Cause we, we conceal differently. Um, so she's kind of like more petitely built. I don't know if petitely is a word, but, um, well, she's very strong, but she's, you know, she has a petite, um, kind of like frame. So she shares her concealment technique and that's amazing. Um, but when it comes to all of the resources out there, I, I always tell women, like, do your own research, even on my page. I don't know everything. I don't claim to know everything. Um, I really want to put, like, student of everything, like, in my bio, but I, it's it's kind of a vague thing. Also, like, you have, like, 150 characters, so you have to be careful with space there. So, But anyway, um, I think it's easy to get wrapped up in all of that. And if you like someone, like, if they come off as, like, charismatic on, you know, camera, it's really easy to just, like, buy whatever they say to buy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you guys have any... Thing to add to that as far as like do you see that a lot yourself on social media yeah I, li- I like um, it's, it's nice when you see somebody pushing concepts rather than products that's like, a good point um, yeah you know, look, like this is what you should look for in a good you know holster or product or, or gun rather than I mean it, it, sometimes it's nice to say hey go buy this but right. you know everyone body styles and clothing options and there's so many different variables with that that not everything is a one size fit all absolutely so what might be a really good solution for one person might not be, um, you know, the best for somebody else. So I think, you know, pushing the concepts rather than just, you know, this product or that product, I think is always, is always nice to see. I like that. Yeah. I mean, we've all fallen for it. You know, something doesn't have to be, you know, firearm related, but something new comes out and you're like, Oh, I need that. You know, I I, want to get that. And then you get it and you're like, Oh, Oh. um, (laughs) can I return this? Right. Right. Like that was a bad decision. Right. And it's normally a custom thing. Like if you get it for, you know, a certain gun and you get a pattern, like, yeah, yeah I have a drawer full of holsters. I will yeah. be honest Everyone, with you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you've done it, you've got a whole box or drawer of yes. the Tupperware bin. Yeah. Yes. I literally like to take all, like if, if I holster, for example, you know, you get one, doesn't work out. I'll take all the screws and the washers yeah. and the wings oh, off yeah. of it throw the holster away and then I just have like a bag full of screws and spacers and washers Perfect. and it's like all right you know when something breaks I have some <laughs> have my bag full of screws that I can go to and, and yes. replace like something yeah yeah literally Justin was in my office last week and he's like or he shows me his holster he's like yeah you know uh, I'm missing a screw for this I was like oh come to my office <laughs> come to Ian's holster repair shop I, I awesome. have that so oh yeah. that's amazing I was on I was training for USPSA that reminds me and my Gun holster. I won't say the brand. It's not their fault. I didn't screw it on right, but just in case, I'm not going to say the brand. It flipped upside down, oh, and wow. I, I, it's at the same moment. I'm not making this up. I tripped, and my gun like fell out. I cracked my Holosun. It still works perfectly, but <laughs> shout out to Holosun for like staying true because I was there for like five more hours. Anyway. Um, and this one guy was like, I got you and like ran over to his bag and he, he had a bag of all that. Yeah. And he was like, I build holsters. So this is my backup, like yep. accessory thing. So nice. yeah, it's very cool. I, I know we said not pushing products necessarily, but like, do you have a favorite holster or, um, what are some of your favorite, um, products, I guess? Right. No, I t- totally understand. I, if I didn't feel comfortable you know, sharing a product, I, I wouldn't mention it, but Filster, uh, the Enigma is, you know, yeah. by far the best in my opinion. Um, in my experience, right. A little asterisk there <laughs> on the, why I say that I actually took it to ECQC to test it. Right. Um, I luckily the, the SIM guns that Craig offered were Glock 19s or 17s. And I had the Glock 19 Enigma with me. So oh. I was able to actually like roll with it. Um, my pants, you know, fell down, but not the Enigma. So that's really cool. Yeah. There's <laughs> video of that anyway. So not too bad. It wasn't too bad, but anyway, um, absolutely. There are a few out there that I actually, I'm still very interested in looking into. I, there's not really, I don't want to say it. I wouldn't, you know, necessarily say there's 
unless someone like DMs me and asks me their opinion directly on a brand. But there are some interesting concepts that I'm, I'm wanting to explore. Um, and I just want to make it clear. I haven't actually tested what I'm about to talk about out. So, you know, I'm not recommending it yet, but, um, I'm looking into like the crossbreed Liberty band. Um, and they have like, uh, a holster called like the mini tuck and it fits in between the band. I'm curious as to how that's going to work out because something I like about the filters, it has the leash. Mm -hmm. So you have retention, like, like vertical retention. I don't know if that's the word I'm just, I'm honestly just let's go with it though. Like, so for people that are like, what the hell is that? Like when you pull your gun up, the holster doesn't come with it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, as far as like the band, you know, it doesn't have that, like it doesn't have that aspect. It's just, if it's tightly, secured to your abdomen. I think that's kind of where the magic is, but I'm interested to see how that works out. And, um, sometimes I'll just throw it on with a blue gun and just like invert and like roll around and like see if everything stays in place. Like sometimes that's just, that's a good way to test it. Um, but for anyone rolling around in your apartment, I do. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Actually my gym has a little like MMA corner with like some mats. So I do it there in public. Yes, like, I prefer is, that. What is Sophia doing in the corner? Right. Roll, 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 roll. I know. It looks so cool. It's great. I try to go. <laughs> I work there, so I know when like there aren't as many people. That's that's what yeah, I go. Yeah, go on the off hours. Exactly. Just going to lock the door. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I always tell my boss, like, hey, if anyone reports a gun, it's a blue gun. Like, please. Yeah, I try not to take it out just because, you know, I don't yeah. want to worry anyone. But, yeah. I, yeah, very never, good. Never mind. <laughs> what were you gonna say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> um, so, with the, did it take you a while? Because I mean, I have uh, an Enigma, and um, yeah. it's it's worked really well for me. Um, I'm having back surgery in a few weeks, so yes. it's been um, a little difficult for me to carry like a uh, uh, a belt with like an actual holster. So I've been wearing the, the Enigma, uh, the Enigma a lot myself. Okay. Um, just cause I find it a little more comfortable. Did it take you a while to, to set yours up to like, to work with you? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So before they came out with the Enigma express, they had the standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> yes, I, I built that on my built it right. You know, it, it there's an instructional video online. It took me quite some time. Um, not because I'm a woman because I oh, it just... took me forever. to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like me, Maddie actually was better at it than I was. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember when he all came in, Maddie was like in the office building them all. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. I, I did it backwards a few times. I sent a picture to Tessa every, like every time I do it, I'd be like, this is right. Right. It looks right. She's like, that's uh that's backwards. Uh, that's for left-handed. And I'd be like, no. So by the time the express came out, I was like, thrilled because i have a lot of women write me and be like i don't want to assemble that and i'm like i understand that yeah, like right and i like the express i that's what i have been rocking okay the, the express with the uh the sport belt so yes that's sport very belt is yeah. solid yes for those of you that don't know the sport belt it's kind of what it sounds like it's it's a thicker more elastic band and um i have hips um you know womanly hips and it makes it's definitely it makes it a more comfortable experience so um but yes Sorry, what was the question? I I was just wanted. Was your, it a question? Uh, oh, setting it up. Of, I'm yeah, so just sorry. you know, for yes. for the ladies out there, you know, yeah. setting setting theirs up. I everything. feel like it's place placement's the problem, like the biggest issue or issue uh, challenge. So, like as far as like how high you have it on your abdomen, um, and it also has a lot to do with your style. If you're someone like me who wears a lot of high waisted things, it's just, that's what I find most flattering on my body. Um, of course the holster has to sit up higher unless I do like deep concealment. So we're kind of getting into like, um, shaping your training around like how you conceal, um, deep concealment isn't bad. Um, if you train it, of course, it obviously it's going to add some time to the draw. Um, you have to get, there's like a, I don't want to explain the technique on here, but as far as like, there's, it is a technique as far as like how many fingers to get, um, a secure grip and then how to pull, um, without, getting the grip caught on like the concealment garment. So there's a lot that goes into that, but I would say they've made it a painless process with all the educational content they've provided. Yeah. There's a a whole lot of 
awesome content that they have because it can be overwhelming, especially if, like I tried to do it without the video. Really? Like, oh wow, no! Um, You're like I don't need this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, clearly that did not work. Yeah, they, they, they've done a really good job on the education aspect of it, and I think the Express is awesome too. Which is, yeah. If maybe you don't need all the different options, you can just take it out, make a few small tweaks, or even none at all, and right. just be ready to rock. Yes. So I, I was really excited. To yeah, see be, I mean, between their YouTube videos and then their their uh, Facebook page. I mean, yes. their Facebook page. If you yeah. If you want to learn something, Amazing go. Resources. Yeah, at one hundred percent. Right, and Tessa, uh, who I mentioned earlier, she's now one of their kind of media people. I don't really know her title, so I'm not going to guess at it. But um, she also had on her own page. She posts all of that. Um, also, they recently came out with the modular wedge kit. This is not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> we, we just we we love filter. No, yeah, we, <laughs> I just realized so. if I were listening to this, I'd be like, "How much are they getting paid for this?" Like <laughs> one hundred million dollars, right? Exactly. John and Sarah will, uh, will take the you know Venmo, <laughs> yeah, PayPal, yeah, you can make it out, Bitcoin. Absolutely, yes. Of uh, the modular wedge kit, is that something you guys are offering in your store? I think or now we the just range. Have, have the sports belt um, when they're in stock. Yeah, the spor- those sports belts, like, we get those in and they're gone. And then they yes, yeah. I actually wrote you about one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're like, hey, I was like, yeah, no. No. <laughs> I tried, I tried. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, last time we got one in, I was like, Justin, I need one of these. Do not put that in stock. Like- <laughs> right. That's so funny. I love that. Yeah, they came out with it. Um, they sent me their, like, prototype one um and that was that was so cool to see like um it's really it's not that bad you just velcro like have you guys seen them yeah i I bought a set myself you did okay have you has it helped you with your concealment 100 percent. so even before um they came out with with the the wedge kit i was um i'm a bigger dude so for for me um a wing and a wedge is like a must for 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 me so i've been using different wedges for a while. So yeah, I, I picked up a, picked up a set and been using them. So yeah, they, they work. So absolutely, I like them. Yeah. <laughs> I've always told people, I was like, listen, it's a piece of foam. Try it, you know, yes. spend the yeah. five, 10 bucks. And if you don't like it, it I'll, I'll give you five bucks to you know, <laughs> buy, buy a wedge. But right, yeah, right. For, for me, I mean that, that is a must for, yes. um, to help me conceal. So absolutely. Do you mm-hmm. all get a lot of women? I know. So, um, I'm sure you all talk about this in other episodes. I know BTO is a separate entity from the BTO range, mm-hmm. but so do you all, um, if this is something that you, you know, you don't want to go into, that's totally fine. I'm just curious if you get a lot of women that come in and ask you guys about like, do they buy the gun first? And then they're like, ah, oh, like what holster should I buy? Or do you, I mean, is that something you know of? Yeah. So, um, we actually carry the express. Yes. Express over there. Yes. We yes. A that's wearing one. Yes. Um, with, Love it. Yeah. Um, the BTO swag on the mannequin, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we do get, um, we, we do get quite a few women in there and our biggest thing is we have a huge rental fleet. Yes. So we like to try it really push the, you know, like shoot a couple, don't just rush into anything. The first thing that feels good or the a pink revolver. You yes, know, absolutely. Which is like the, the guns. Gun source stereotype. Yes, you know, yes. It's like, oh, you're a woman. You need a pink revolver. Yes, absolutely. Seven Magnum. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an airweight in three fifty seven Magnum. Yeah. Um, but we have a huge rental fleet, and then if you buy a gun the same day, you know, it's it's it, the range fee is waived. Or if you don't want to, it's twenty bucks, and you can rent like everything. Yeah. It covers everything. We have like over a hundred over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we have Felicia. She's one of our instructors. Um, she runs a, a girl and a gun chapter. Yes. So okay. We, we'd really try and push people like if they're looking into something, especially if they're brand new. Take a class. You can try a bunch of guns during the class, and then really get a feel for what you need and maybe why you need it. Right. Um, and then Doug. Doug um, is an instructor there too, and he does a lot of. Um, he. He does really well teaching new women shooters and stuff. Okay, yes. Um, I've worked with Doug, actually. Oh, okay. He's been on the podcast. Sorry, I just... Oh, wow. Yes, yeah. absolutely. He's yeah. wonderful. I forgot oh, yeah. he was on the That's podcast. Right. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, no, he, he's great. He runs... Um, uh, there's the Pistols and Pearls. Um, it's like yes. some, some old ladies that come in and shoot. Yes. Um, they, they love it. They <laughs> have a great time. Of course, I love Doug's that so hanging much. out with the, the blue hairs. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he's... Yeah, he's really sweet. No, but the education is one thing that we've always been really big on, and we're we're glad to kind of bring that over to the range. That way, people yeah. have a local place where they can go and kind of yeah. not just you know we don't want to sell them just a gun. Like we want them to right. you know come back for their next purchase and be happy with it, and then not oh man they sold me this and this is you know horrible and they end up hating it and never shoot and then just right. have a bad taste. So we're trying to 
um, be different than the typical gun shop, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I say often you should, you know, try before you buy. And I feel like it's easy to say that, but I always tell people like call ahead and make sure you can actually do that because yeah, every, yeah. No, that's, like, that's, a, that's a big thing. Yeah. Like, uh, um, a lot, too many people, like I used to work at a gun store way, way back in the day and we'd get people coming in shopping for their wives or their girlfriend or fiance or whatever. And yeah. say, you know, bring her, bring her, yeah, let's <laughs> let she? her get some hands on. And even yes. not just the hands on, because it might feel one way, but then when you actually go shoot it, it's completely different. Right. So, um, yeah, if you can shoot it, anything before you buy it, definitely recommend that. Yeah. That's what I always yes. told people is like, here are the good brands. Yeah. You yeah, know, th- these are some, here's the, the five or six, you know, good companies out there. This is, yes. you know, they're good models. Go shoot these and find what, what works for, for you. Yeah. You know, there, I'm not going to point you to something shitty, but here is, you know, X, Y, Z from whomever go try 10, five, three guns out and figure out what, what works for you. So it's like the, the concepts versus products yeah. kind of thing that we talked about. Yeah. You know, it's, here's kind of what to look for in, right. in, in a weapon or, or whatever, not necessarily, Oh, well I shoot a Glock. So you need to buy a Glock right. you know, or, yes. or whatever the case may be in certain product XYZ. Right. Um, I mean, that's unfortunately like done so much though in our industry is like, it's very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I carry, you know, uh, a Smith Wesson and this is the only gun I'm going to recommend to you. And it's like, well, you're setting them up for failure. Like, you know, if you, I don't know. Yeah. I could ramble on that for an hour and a half. So I won't, (laughs) I would like to work. I'm excited to teach and instruct firearms because I know I'm going to like, not partner, but I, I'll get close with a range where, you know, in Northwest Arkansas, I have one in mind right now. Um, they don't know I'm coming for them, but <laughs> I'm going to call and be like, do you have a female instructor with this background? No. Okay. Well, I'm coming to town yeah. anyway. So I'm excited to be there and shoot more guns. Cause I get that question all the time. And I, I'm not going to lie. I always start with, by the way, I've only ever owned Glock and Walther. I really can't tell you. I've shot Smith and Wesson. I actually bought my mom an Easy Slide oh. just because of the slide. Yeah. I I don't personally like shooting it though. Like it's it doesn't fit my hand. I run into the, um, I think it's like the safety. I haven't shot it in forever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's just it's not uh, it's not even sorry it's not the back strap actually it's oh. the whatever's on the side it's like a lever. I accidentally flick it with my thumb when I shoot so it'll like. I'll think it's jamming and I put the safety on. Mm. I might be thinking of the wrong. No, it has a thumb. It has a thumb. It does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't want to. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I wish I do want to get to the point where I'm so, you know, seasoned with all of the different brands that I can give that advice. I kind of, this is where the imposter syndrome really sets in. Cause I'm like, I, I start with, this is all I've ever owned. The, but as far as concepts go, I always tell women, it has to do with hand size. Um, of course, like trying before you're buying, before you're buying, like this plays into that. And then concealability, um, size and, and, and like there are two sides of that, right? Like not getting something so small, it's uncomfortable to shoot, mm-hmm. but also not getting something so large that it's hard to conceal. Um, so there are like a few concepts that if you follow closely, you'll find the perfect weapon for you. Yeah, Absolutely. Which you all know this, but yeah. I'm talking, you know, to the listener, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned switching from a Glock 43X to, yes. the, to the PDPF. Um, yes. What made you do that? So I am a little, uh, so disclaimer, um, I did get a call from Walther when they were coming out with the PDPF. I thought it was fake. It was on my birthday. And I was oh, like, ha ha, family. Yeah, like, <laughs> right, exactly. Very funny, guys. <laughs> exactly. And I was just like so nervous the whole time. I was tripping over my words and funny story, just a little tangent. We were downtown Memphis and it was, I forgot, like it wasn't, it was April 2nd. It wasn't anything special, but we were like sitting in the car at a really sketchy spot. Cause I needed somewhere quiet to talk to Chris from Walther. And, um, I was just, we were just like looking around, like just, tr- it was, it was a funny scenario. Cause I'm like talking about, you know, concealed carry for safety, but, um, Anyway, it was, it's funny. Like now that I know him well enough, I could, I like tell him about that night where I was like risking my life to have that conversation. You're like, I could really use a PDP <laughs> F right now. How fast can you get it here? Yeah. yeah. So he, he called and of course at the time, like I'm not, I wasn't married to my Glock. I was really wanting, I don't know if I manifested it or what, but I was like really wanting something to try another gun out. Um, so 
Uh, he offered to send me one before it was released. Um, I, of course, signed an NDA at the time, and oh, I'm still under NDA for some other things. But um, I once I got it in, I shot it. Um, I'm sorry, actually, that's not true. I went and shot it at the range before mine came in, and I didn't realize I had switched from. I was shooting the PDP, his like full size. And like with, you know, all the bells and whistles and he handed me the PDPF and we had been training for hours and kind of thought he handed me my Glock back, but it was the PDPF. And I like, I, you know, I was like collecting my thoughts and I like went to shoot it. Um, and like it, I, my jaw actually dropped. We weren't filming and I hate it because I really wish I could have caught that reaction. It was it was just the most beautiful thing to shoot. I, I like fell in love with it. And so it's really hard. I always start with, you know, Walter reached out to me. I don't get paid to say this. Um, they, they sent me a gun. That's the most connection I have with them. Um, other than just really loving their entire team, you know, and all their defensive instructors. Absolutely. Um, so I do recommend it to women, um, to at least try out. Although, and of course, like it's not, partial to women of course it's the pdpf but um i know chris it's one of his like main concealed carry uh guns and i know a few other men especially in walther who have like made it their everyday carry um and i've actually been using it as my competition pistol so i like it there are some outfits that the glock 43x just works for and Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's a technique issue on my part um of course i'm i'm always like wanting to like be able to conceal with my PPF and anything like, ah, like that's awesome. But sometimes it just works better to throw. There's a difference between a full, you know, a double (laughs) stack gun and a single stack gun. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. There is. Yes. Especially I like tighter fitting clothes. That's like, I hate it, but I do like, I don't own a single a line dress. Um, and, Sweaters. I, I was about to say, oh, like, I was sorry. like, do you know what a A-line dress is? <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. It's okay. Earlier when you mentioned a certain revolver, I went right over my head. I was about to be like, I don't know what that is, but it wasn't going to be helpful. So anyway, A-line is like, um, for women, it's easier to conceal in because it starts kind of more narrow at the top and it kind of fans out, which oh, is... Like an a. Oh, like an A. Like an A. Hey, yes. No, 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 no. We figured it out. Got so it. I didn't know what an A-line dress was until Tessa made a post on how A-line dresses are great for concealment. And I'm a woman, so I was like, what the fuck is an A-line dress? And then she she drew... She's very good with her graphics. She drew kind of like a, the triangle, you know, and... Oh, um, yeah. Yes. And I, I don't really own any, so... I, I own like some really, I love, like, I love like a, like a bodycon sweater dress with like, um, tall boots, like, or, you know, anything like that. Like, that's just kind of my style. And, um, I think I have an advantage cause I mostly own dark clothing, but I tried to conceal in that. And I remember getting so many comments, uh, my first time posting and people were like, you're still printing. Like, this is really bad. And I, it, First of all, I was like, yeah, no, they're right. Like I'm printing straight up. You can see on camera. Um, so I got super motivated and like after that, I, I learned, like I tweaked my technique a little bit and posted like a 2.0 version of that and a little bit of a different sweater dress that it like hugs. It it was like a, I just hit the microphone. Sorry. Uh, People, I'm so sorry for people listening to this. If you drove off the road, um, but, uh, there's, I, it's like a kind of like a turtle. It's not a turtleneck sweater. It's like a, almost a, it looks like it has a scarf built into it. It kind of like, that's not important, but it's, it's kind of looser in the middle and then it tightens down at the bottom. So it's not a line, but there's some space there. And, um, it's B line. It's B line. <laughs> no, for sure. But that, that really helps. So I made like a 2.0 with slightly different version, not like going all the way to like an A line, but yeah, something between a B line. So yes, <laughs> I forgot where we, why I am on this topic. I can't really remember. Or women concealing, right? And kind of like principles of the PDPF. Yes. Oh, yeah. no, <laughs> Backtracking. Cool. We, we could get off on these little tangents. And yes. We don't know how we got there. Yes. Get all kinds of good information. Yeah. We, yes. Yeah, Absolutely. That's, that's where the good stuff comes from. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and for men, I'm assuming. Um, I'm sure you guys have some of the same issues. I mean, I know that I just from my fiance's closet and, um, doesn't matter, but <laughs> all that stuff, um, there are like slim fitted options for you guys. So do you all have to like, you have to avoid that a little bit or have you pretty much found how to conceal? Yeah. So I have concealed everything from like a Glock 34, um, 
365 XL is kind of what my go-to now. That or a little J-Frame 22 mag. Hey. Um, yeah. <laughs> Master Race. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, love that little thing. Uh the 365 XL I love quite a bit because just it's smaller. Okay. Um, I have smaller hands too, so like the small grip I really like. Yeah. Um, Is that a SIG? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I thought so. Yeah. Those, okay. Um, it's been worked over by Foresight Solutions. Okay. ForesightSolutions.com. Also sponsor <laughs> the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Also. Then we will also take a check for yeah, $100. So, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, Chris, um, at Walter, we're going to need a check as well. Um, yeah, we're just going to be racking up. We're right. No, but I really like that, and actually, um, me and Maddie have to fight over that one. Um, uh, I shot yours, yeah, and I have a little Hollison on. Reached it. out yeah. to Ben and bought one myself. So, For real? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, my three sixty five, and like a revolver has literally been one of the only two guns that I've carried for I don't know months at this point. So yeah. But yeah, like if you're going to have a, a tucked in shirt or untucked different jeans, like there's, there's, it's not quite to the, it's easier for, for guys. I think we have okay. a lot more options um, and we can put a lot less effort in and still look, still look good. Um, it seems like with women's clothing, there's a lot more that goes into it, you know? Right. Um, and it's overwhelming for me. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. But yeah, it's, uh, having a smaller gun is definitely easier. And then it's. Yeah, there's some considerations there, especially like yes. for dress attire. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where it gets bad because slacks are usually thinner. Not as okay. As jeans. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah look that. at that. You know, the gun dick if you're wearing a yes. tighter pair of pants. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I know for me, like. Flannel <laughs> shirts and jeans are. Yeah. Bad, yeah. Bad it's it's <laughs> Chris normal. Yeah. Chris, Chris is like, yeah. Chris, <laughs> Chris is normal wear. Yeah, but Chris also carries a comp 17 every day. Yeah, whatever. It's very nice. nice. But it's also like the same thing I know, like. You know, just listening to Maddie and like how she goes about like patterns, um, dresses or, or yes. dresses that like shirts helps break up the printing and stuff. So yes. it's the same thing for guys like a flannel or a plaid is really, really good for concealing a larger gun or just concealing in general. So I've the, never thought about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am such a, I'm so basic. My closet is all like, I can't, I don't know the difference between the shirts. They're all black. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's how Maddie's is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she loves the, the dark, the dark colors. Yes. She has great style. So I, I definitely need, I'm going to, Look for some pattern stuff. That's, oh yeah, patterns definitely break up. Uh, yeah, the printing that makes sense. I guess I kind of thought if I it's, think it's vertical rather than horizontal. I think horizontal, I was just um, about to say that because it, it can it'll show yeah, right a little bit. Yeah, because like you'll see like a little like the, the lines are going like this. For yes, people, if you're watching on camera, they're going like this. Then if you print, it kind of like we'll make an arc or that something. Makes sense. Yeah. So the verticals are a little bit easier, or like a wavy pattern or something. I'm learning a lot. And then plaid, like flannels, are just, it's, it's boxes. Yes, yeah. yes. I know, like, for me, it's... Um, or flamingos, like... like yeah, you know, everybody needs a oh, bird shirt. Oh, flamingos! Yeah, I didn't know that! It's the bird of my people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, uh, like I said earlier, you know, being a bigger dude, like, I can't wear a sidecar holster. Like, I know a lot of people that, that can carry those, that they work, but it's yeah. like, I can't carry that. Like, A, it's not comfortable for me to do that. And yeah. B, like, it's just... I'm just going to print horribly. So have you tried splitting the, yeah. And that's what works for me. If like, if I'm going to, to, to kind of carry a spare mag, I have to carry it, you know, in its own separate mag carrier. So that's the same thing for me. That's all. I've never really, for me, the sidecars never made sense. Like I I want movement. You know, I don't want just like a big block. Right. Know, right up front. Like, I want some movement. So, I, I'd usually have, like, the gun over here and then kind of on the other side. Yes. Like, kind of like at 1 o'clock, I guess, for the gun and then, I guess, 11 o'clock. Yes. For the, for the yeah, I, I haven't, uh, I've been pocket carrying a spare mag for a while or a reload if, I, if I'm doing that. But, um, Dark Star Gears. Uh, mag the carrier. Koala. Yeah, yeah, the Koala. Amazing you can. Product. Tom, <laughs> Tom, $100 million. <laughs> Boom. Dude, by the end of this, we're just going to be able to stay at the Venetian. That's like, we're just going to move in. Just live here, yes. This is ours now. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, <laughs> but like, I'll angle it to almost like fit how my, my like the the way my groin goes. The and I V-line. put it, yeah, like I, I'll put it in that, in that V line. So it's Very nice. like, hella more comfortable for me to carry that yeah so, so you you turn it is that what you're saying yeah, I yeah mean, my absolutely. mag carrier i don't even know what angle it is but yeah. it, right. it, it's you know some it's not up and down it's it's you know almost horizontal gotcha um for for me to carry that and it, i've done it and and that's the best way for 
for me to do that. Because yes. if you're a skinny dude, you know, and a sidecar works for you, rock on. I mean, right. there's some you know good companies making those holsters, but like right. I cannot do that and will not do that. <laughs> and if someone's listening and you're like, WTF is a sidecar? Because I did that for a while. It's it's when you have like a holster connected to the mat, the extra, the spare mag holster. Do you call that a like a mag holster? What do you all? Yeah, I call that it a mag carrier. Yeah, mag, mag carrier. carrier. Yeah. Okay, I people get on to me all the time. Like I called a like the grip a handle. And this guy was like, oh, my God, you don't even know, like, basic terminology. And I was like, you know what? You have a point. I, You have a point. I just um, I just thought you would understand what handle meant. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what I, I mean, responded to. If you were to, to say handle, I'd understand. I don't know. Right. I know. <laughs> missing the forest for the trees. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Just tell him to suck it, nerd. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Right. I do have a corrections corner, and I, I stole that from My Favorite Murder. It's a podcast. Um, mm. It's called My Favorite Murder. Sounds I don't like have McKinsey. it. It sounds like, oh, yeah, yeah. McKinsey is always listening to, like, true crime yeah, podcasts okay. and stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't know right. if that's what it is, but it sounds... It is. It is. It's a crime comedy podcast, which I, I know crime and comedy don't really go together. They <laughs> yeah, make they it do. work. It's funny murder. It, it is. So they tell no, the I sh- cut off her head. <laughs> so they're <laughs> actually so respectful. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There we go. I love it. <laughs> they... <Never used> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so jealous. I need this now. Um, I'll have to tell my fiance. He's the audio guy. Um, but yeah, so not to go too far into that, but they, they essentially, they tell the story. They're very respectful to the victims. That's like foundational. Um, but as far as like how much they shit on the murderer, it's hilarious. The things they say, um, they'll like make fun of their appearance. Like, you know, like go for things like that and just be like, really Who is this? brutal. My favorite murder. It's Karen oh, Kilgariff I've, I've and Georgia Hartstein. Yeah, McKenzie's our warehouse, uh, uh murder expert. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> refer her to that podcast. Yes, absolutely. And they, well, essentially they have something called a corrections corner. If they say something wrong about like one of the victims or they'll go back at the listeners will write in and be like, Hey, you, you messed this up. So they'll be like, Hey, she was actually like 28, not 27, things like that. So I kind of have adapted that into she shield. Um, when I didn't really understand, I didn't know the difference between like misfire and negligent discharge. And so I had a friend of mine write it and she was like, Hey, like just wanted to let you know so like the next podcast i'd be like hey like i said this wrong let me clarify so that's the kind of thing going back to your question about she shield and like how it got started that's this is the kind of thing i'm talking about like little things like this can make it really overwhelming and almost lead to like anticipatory anxiety to learn more so i i like to stop and like explain a little bit about that so no it's good yeah so, uh, so what's what do you have coming for for this year? Or, for this year, yeah. any, any big plans or anything cool? As far as the podcast goes, or in general, in, just in, in, in general, the life is so cool. okay. Yay! <laughs> so that's a good question. I am taking my NRA certification course at the end of this month, so that I can have a little bit more of a foundation. I know it's just like checking a box, but yeah. um, I am excited to kind of see how they outline their classes. I wouldn't know really where to start with the with the students, so I'm excited to kind of learn from that and then. Um, Soon after that, I'll, I'll take my USCCA, and then we're my fiance and I. Uh, he actually just passed his paramedic exam, oh, so awesome. I'm about to be finished with my master's in Northeast Arkansas. We're going to move back to Northwest Arkansas, and I'd like to, I'd like to work with a, um, a range in town. Like I said, I have one in mind. Um, uh, it's called Ozark Sportsman, and just I always went to them for all of my gun needs uh, back in WA. It's pretty big and like well respected, so. Um, and I've never seen a woman in there like teaching. And of course that's probably just like, I haven't been there when she's there probably. Um, but I've been wanting to reach out and, uh, develop a relationship with them so I can start teaching classes, do some private lessons. Um, and then as far as where I'm going to take my career, I, that is honestly kind of, I hate to say up in the air, but it's, I'm trying to invest in experience and training. That's my goal right now. And I feel like exactly. I feel like everything will follow after that. And who knows if I'll go back to medical school. I probably not. I know that sounds crazy, but it's as far as like loving medicine, that's, you know, something I still love. So I'm trying to like foster that kind of like nurturing and caring uh, practice into what I do with guns. So thank you. Well, uh, where can everyone find you on the, uh, you have the podcast? Yes. Um, so that's at She Shield Pod um, on Instagram and TikTok. And then my personal page is FIT, the number four, and FIA, Fit for FIA. It started as a fitness page. 
And then ever since I've played with different handles, like defense citizen or like something crazy like that. And like, um, a few of my friends in the industry were like, no, don't do that. Like it's unique. Like there's so many like tactical something out there, like just, yeah. you know, um, so I've kind of just developed like, Hey, like I'm going to post what fits for me. So it's oh, fit there, for FIA. So yeah. So that's, that's where you can find me. Um, I am very slow at getting back to DMS. Um, so if, if someone is listening, they're like, I DM'd you months ago. I'm, I'm responding to the most, uh, recent ones first. I, I just like, I've just started going that way. So if you guys have inquiries, please DM me. I will see them a lot sooner now than I have before. And yeah, check out the podcast. Yeah. yeah I'm sure there's one on there you'll like, and I'd love to have you all on in the future so yeah, I can, absolutely. so I can interview you. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for coming, for coming on. We've been hanging out with you so far this week and it's nice to sit down and have a, have some cool conversations. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. um, yes. Yeah, thank, you, thank you so much for, for taking the time and, coming on thank so. you for having me on yeah. this has been awesome i also have so much sympathy for the people that come on my podcast now and they're they won't a few of them i won't not say all of them but they'll be like i'm really nervous i'm like why we're just having a conversation but it's very different when you're the one being interviewed so yeah. <laughs> it's nice thank you for that perspective yes absolutely yes uh, well yeah we appreciate everyone watching um if you can go check her out all her stuff and then like and subscribe and all that kind of stuff and tell your friends about the podcast and tell them how amazing it is and all that, all that glorious stuff. And um, to all the people that owe us all the money. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, we'll be waiting. We'll, we'll be, we'll send you a bill. Um, <laughs> we're here to collect. And then we're going to retire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank y'all for watching. Um, and we'll, we'll see you. See you next time. Awesome.